The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory, Glory to you, Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, and his people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. So today there's absolutely no music, so it gives me right to talk for more time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Charlie, you're fine, okay? <laughs> okay, so this morning, uh, if you see the readings from last few weeks, we've been reflecting upon the birth narratives of Jesus Christ, both in Matthew and Luke. We have like, infancy narratives of how Jesus was born, how prophecies have been made, and the promises being fulfilled, and the dreams Joseph and Mary has. But John chooses to introduce Jesus in a different way. He says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and through him everything came into being. These four verses in Gospel of John chapter 1, it's so profound, so rich in its meaning, and it, ha it is like you know, deep in complexity. Many theologians, uh, biblical scholars, even the preachers, have tried over the years to interpret and get a, a exact meaning or something that makes sense, that we can understand what is this word, what is this logos uh, John is talking about. It is very hard, but then in, to put it in simpler ways, John is first of all trying to help us understand, especially the audience in that age, for Greeks, in, in Greek philosophy, uh, the word is something that glues the universe together, that can put everything together. 
Uh, it is a word of declaration when he's saying uh, the word became flesh. Uh, in the beginning there was a word and the word was God and the word was with God, which means he's making a declaration that the second person in Trinity, that it is Jesus Christ, that he is God. So he's just making sure that we get the point that Jesus Christ is God himself. He also, like it, it echoes to us Genesis 1, which says in the creation, when God spoke, the action is first speaking, that is what happens in Genesis. Everything comes into being from chaotic to, from chaos to order. So he's making a declaration, the power of the word, how Jesus Christ was in the Trinity ever since even everything was being created. And time and again in John's gospel, we see Jesus multiple times telling, if you see me, you see my father. What I say is my father saying, I am the way, I am the life, and I am the truth. So it is not just me. Like if you come to me, it is like you're going to my father. So every time he makes a statement, it is like saying that it is together, father and son together are there in this union, in this unity. So the first thing is the word is a declaration for John, declaring that Jesus Christ is Son of God, coming into this world to save us from our sins, to give us light in darkness, and to give us love in a world filled with hatred, and to give us life in a world where there is death and chaos. World is filled with darkness, a week after, before I think I was talking about darkness as a communal sin, as a community which has sinned. So I was connecting and relating darkness that way. But when Jesus is coming into this world, the darkness, what he's talking here is the darkness of greed, the darkness of hatred, the darkness of anger, the darkness of selfishness, all this has been like, you no know, so much innately ingrained and rooted in us. So he is coming into that world of darkness. A family was going uh, for a tour in a national park, and the dramatic moment of that tour is that they're taken to an um, underground. So when they go to the underground, all the lights will be off, it will be pitch dark, it will be dark. So they can't see anything. So when that moment came, when the family went into that underground, when the lights were put off, suddenly the boy, small boy, started crying. So his sister said in a like, no, very uh, small voice, she said, don't cry there is someone who knows to turn on the lights. Don't cry, there's someone who knows to turn on the lights. If we are living in darkness of this, embedded with this anger, hatred, selfishness, greed, all these things, you might be thinking, how am I, how am I supposed to come out? How, how can I just come out of this situation? Then here we have the answer that Jesus has come into this world to give us light, 
to show us light in that darkness. It says so beautifully in the scripture that the light came in darkness, but the darkness did not overcome it. The light may be small, but it's still the light. It can lead you, it can guide you, it can give you hope. So darkness, when John is talking, is making an affirmation, a statement. First is declaring who he is, then he's telling what he's going to do. He's going to give you a life, a comfort, a peace, and guide you through in this world of chaos, in this world where hope, everything is lost. My favorite part, from 1 to 18, if you see, there are many words which play like you know, darkness, light, life, death, grace, truth, many things like antithesis, it goes hand in glove here in, in John, in, in first to 18 verses. But when he had come, the world did not recognize him. There's one in an 11th verse. But then the beauty of this uh, Jesus coming into this world is incarnation. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. I come from a multi-religious context. And I have friends of people almost of almost many religions. So they always used to tell, when um, James Cameron took this movie, Avatar. Did anybody see that movie? Super, okay, I'm connecting now. So in that movie, you have um, uh, those people in that blue uh, skin tone, which is uh, a deity from Hinduism called uh, Lord Vishnu. Uh, so my Hindu friends were asking me, so Jesus Christ incarnation, he came into the world and we see avatar also happening the same. But I said, avatar is taking different forms. Avatar is uh, mythical and it is transporting a believer or somebody into another world where you can escape evil, where you can escape materialism, where you can escape suffering. But in Christianity, the incarnation doesn't help you to escape from suffering, doesn't help you to escape from evil, but God is with you in spite of all that you are going through. He's not saying something fancy you're going, because he himself was born in flesh and blood, suffered and, was, and died for us. How can you just make you escape from all that pain and suffering if you're looking for a, a, a God of that kind? Which is why all, in all my sermons I tell, wherever, in whatever church, whatever audience, know your God. Unless you know your God, you will not have a proper understanding what you're following and what you're believing. Your God is a suffering God. God who endured pain and was obedient till his death. So if you are connecting it to avatar and saying, okay, you can transport it one, per one place to another place, one emotion to another emotion, that's not going to happen. So the classic doctrine of incarnation abides, rests only in Christianity. Love so divine and so amazing happens through Jesus Christ coming into this world. And in Galatians, he gives us the promise that God sent his only son into this world. He sent his son so that we accept him as a father, so we truly begin to call him as Abba Father. 
He has sent and given us that spirit that we begin to call him as Abba Father and experience that relationship and that joy by bonding with God and experiencing and having him as a father and almighty God. When John wrote this, we should remember his audience were actually differentiating themselves from synagogue to church. They were a little bit moving from synagogue to church. So for John, it is essentially important to make a point that Jesus is not one among many ways, but he is the way. He is the incarnate. He is the truth. So for John, it is important. So in back then, to make the differentiation, it is important to let the audience know. But in 21st century, for us, what kind of uh, meaning are we deriving from this incarnation? How close are we experiencing it? Nativity has happened, but incarnation is what it means. Incarnation is experiencing God in a manner that we, it becomes a testimonial in our lives. It should become a testimonial, how you experience what is your relationship with God. In Old Testament, in Exodus 25, you see Moses, the closest figure to God, could not see him face to face. He couldn't see the glory of God. But when God sent his son to earth to dwell among us, it is, from, it is glory upon glory, grace upon grace. He dwelled among us in truth and in grace. That fullness of God he has given to humanity. So how best are we taking it and experiencing it and translating and transmitting it in the lives of others? Incarnation is a form of indwelling presence of God in every soul, in every creature. Even water, even animals, trees, the creation, everything can rejoice and experience that. But only human beings have that freedom to resist and to deny that. Deny the core identity, who you are. We are children of God. Galatians says we are children of God. We are adopted. We are made his. We are citizens of the kingdom. Everything he has given that privilege to us. But we are refusing to take part in that core identity what God has given. Refusing to participate in that flow. And we are actively participating in other things like not loving, hatred, and self-centeredness. So we are going in other direction. So the call of John is acknowledge Jesus Christ as universal truth in your life. There is no compromise. Just believe, have faith, and receive him that he has incarnated, he has become flesh and blood for me and come into this world. And how we are going to show it in the lives of others. There is a paradigm shift, like not like before, how I'm going to set an example, how I'm going to set an example. This is how many a times we hear people talking. But my question is, maybe my perspective would be, how would you see the face of God in another person? I like people, they brag a lot, I love, I do this, I do that. 
But why can't you see that love in other person? Why can't you see the face of God in other person? Why can't you see a stranger as your friend in other person? That is incarnation. God came into this world to adopt us, to have us as his children. He has given that privilege. So when we carry it out, it is not we doing something great, but seeing that in other people and realizing, understanding God's glory and God's love into this world. At least in Christian sense, love is not an emotion. If you're thinking of love as an emotion, because in Greek we see agape, filio, eros, many words uh, we, we speak. In Christian sense, love is not an emotion, but it is willingness to act, to work for the good of the community, for the good of other person. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.